When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, coming up on today's podcast, we have a plethora, plethora of information for you about SEMA. We got a little Nicola news. Got some Ford F-150 Lightning news. Got a mailbag to pull some stories out of. And speaking of bags, we told you how you could use a specific Apple product for luggage, and we're going to get into all that right after this. I got a pretty good dang old idea what's going on. I tell you what, man, it Welcome to the podcast, a show for the masses and the non-masses, I guess, but we're we're here for everybody. Welcome in. There's Say hello to my good friend Keith and co-host over there, friend and co-host Keith. Keith, I can't even Cozy. get it right today. I'm home. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Good to be back, man. Just good to be here. Clark. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Uh, yeah. Like we've yeah. joked before many times, this is... Jay and and my scheduled time to hang out. So it's therapy. <laughs> thank it's you therapy. for sharing your uh, your time with us. Uh, thank you for making us part of your lives on a regular basis. And uh, um, yeah, we we I appreciate got, it very much. I got nothing but big thanks for all that. And if you're subscribed to our podcast, thank you. If you're not, make sure you go to uh, parsecountyguru.com and hit the uh, podcast link button. Make sure you're there and subscribe. We're on every platform: Spotify, Google. Apple, blah, 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 you name it, we're there. And there will be some video segments that no doubt will come out of this podcast. So make sure you run on over to youtube.com forward slash Parse County Gurus. Hit that subscribe button, turn it from red to gray, and make sure you hit that bell for the notifications so you know when they come out. So, make it wow. <laughs> Got some good information today. Hey, um, are you, hmm? you watching any other, oh man, this is weird. Like, well, I, yeah, I, Star Trek. Uh, there's a new one uh, yeah. that I, I saw. Strange something New Worlds. I, now, I'm Strange not, New Worlds. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. But you know, what? You know, I'm I'm just saying. Like I'm not I'm not trying to make a big deal of this or anything. But Rebecca Romaine used to be Stamos. Ooh. 
is in Ooh. that. I, I'm just just saying. Okay, I, I must watch now. I said something to my wife about that after we watched the latest Picard, which, by the way, this last episode of Picard, which is episode eight, was hey, You're ahead of me, just fair warning. Okay, I'm now. leaving it yeah. at that, but yeah. you're going to really enjoy it. Um, it's getting better and better with every episode. But we were after we stopped, um, what's the other one that comes on right after it or, or it runs into it? It's, I have uh, streaming, so I don't... Well, uh, no, it's streaming as well. It's on the Paramount Plus app, uh, streaming app. Well, Discovery uh, is the Discovery. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't started watching oh. it. They're they're like two seasons in, right? Oh no, it's I think it's four seasons. It started in two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Holy cow! So I got a lot of catching it's up to. Anyway, really, you're not going to be able to put it down. I'm going to go ahead and warn you right now. Hmm. Um. Well, you'll that's get, a binger. You'll right? get into the first one, the first episode, which is mm-hmm. like a two parter. It's the pilot. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to be like, ah, this is interesting, but I'm not. I'm not sort of seeing what Keith saw. And then yeah. you're going to watch by the end of the second episode, you're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. You know, Right, right. I'm sure I will be. I'm never disappointed with any of that stuff anyway. And I, you never steer me in the wrong direction with that stuff. Plus, you know I'm a Trekkie anyway. But, um, yeah, we were watching it the other day, like I said, just to get um, so we could get ahead of it because we have some, some family coming in to visit. So we're not going to be able to have our normal routine. But, um then I, I mentioned to her about that. We got to start watching it. She says, "Well, let's just kind of wait until the fall when things." I'm like, "Football comes on in the fall." What are oh, you, you talking can't. About? This is like you got it. You can't, dude. You right. Gotta, you got it. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's that good. Um, I'll have to check that out. And then, of course, now the new one, um, yeah. Strange New Worlds, is coming out. So I'm I'm pretty stoked for that one as well. So we'll we'll get we'll get it and we'll we'll dedicate a podcast specifically uh, to uh, the, our Trekkie nerdism. Everybody's um, kind of positioning their own. Um, corner of the streaming world like you know disney has the marvel stuff mm-hmm. and paramount now has gone all in on star trek they got three or four shows they've got all the like voyager all the original you know tng the next generation i love all that stuff yes and that's that's on paramount okay and yep. then you got um hulu's got their own proprietary netflix is the one that kind of fell asleep at the wheel you know, that's why I, they're raising prices. HBO's got and, uh, and losing and losing uh, stream streamers. HBO's got the DC universe. You know the, new, yeah. the Batman movie that just came out. All, all the like DC superheroes, and they've got some interesting um, TV shows that I'm into. Just they're a little dark, but they're you know they're good. And then Apple, you got Apple, right? Apple's got Snoopy, but then they've got. Apple just went out and got all the heavy hitters, right? Like they, Ted Lasso mm-hmm. is just amazing. Like that's well, yeah, that's that's a great show. I we we bang through that one real quick, man, and, yeah. and just I'm I'm like waiting for the next season to yeah. come out on that. Like I cannot wait. I mean, it's, the cast for that yeah. show, that series, is just spot on perfect I, for for what it is i think i'm gonna have to pull out now I, i'll give you guys a little bit of a spoiler alert i think this happened mm-hmm. in season two of ted lasso so if you're at all concerned about you know you haven't seen it yet and you, you don't you don't want to hear what i'm about to say you just turn the knob down for turn the volume down <laughs> for about 20 seconds here i think i'm gonna have to pull out uh i'm gonna have to do a a, a lead tasso to to my little league team you know yeah. you know the one where he like, yep. flipped, because yes. there, it's Jay. It's one of the best teams that I've ever coached, and they're doing this thing where they're like, they don't have to try. Yeah, like they just show up and they're just goofing off. And you know yeah. what happens when you do that, right? Like it, yeah. that gets like dangerous. Like the, mm-hmm. la, the like a team, like teams that have not won any games this season, start threatening to win the ball game. 
Absolutely. And, and you, you got to uh, be careful. So, yeah. so you say you have a really good team this year, huh? They're great attatudes, man. You can't you yeah. can you can draft for ability, mm-hmm. but the one thing that you it's very difficult to to pick kids based on their attitudes if you don't know them. Now, kids that I've coached before, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know their attitudes, but there's always a group of kids that are new, right? That moved here, whatever, and there's always you know several dozen of those, and you you've got to you got to tread that water carefully because I've had Certainly. weird deals with parents where I I had a guy one year, and he was like, hey man, why don't you why don't you start my kid at shortstop more? And I was like, uh, your kid that's played a total of three games ever right, in little league, and you yeah, think he should be the star defensive player of the team? Three games. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to win here. And you, you know, well, it's not even about winning. I don't want the kid getting well, hurt. You know. Well, yeah, I get that too. And the other thing is, though, is that it, it takes time to develop skills, yeah. and and you know, but but a lot of it is on on the individual child as yeah. well, the kid. So if they want to do the work, if they're going to push themselves, or you get the other ones that you know we've had before, where you know they're flying the bird to the coach, and it's fun, man. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. Well, you know, we we need more people like you out there, Keith, because you know, and I commend you for that. Um, that takes, you know, you're raising your own hey. family. Just like I tell the parents, man, <laughs> you want me to scream at your kids for a couple hours and make them run while I have snacks at the end? Hey, you know, bring them on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a life lesson, man. And I think that you're a very, uh, you're very well suited for that. Um, you know, it's, it's hard developing children, man. I mean, you, you know that you're, you're raising your own family. I, I've raised two myself and it's hard. You never know. You just hope something sticks, man. Thanks. You know. Yeah. Thanks for the compliment, Jay. I, I appreciate that. We we the coaches have a thing going on. Uh, we all know it's sort of an un unspoken. You don't coach your own kid. Like if mm. if, if your kid has an it, why am I not? You know, why am I not batting first? Or why am I not pitching? Or why am I? It's right. like go talk to one of the other coaches, right? Sure. The coach's kid never wants to listen to his own dad. Mm. Yeah, I, I I remember those days when I was on Little League. Yeah, I never wanted to listen to my dad, even when he wasn't coaching. You know? Yeah. So there you go. I, I really never wanted to listen to him, but now I do. It's it's that it's that hindsight thing. Isn't that the old story? You know, like when you when you gotten older and stuff. It, the old saying is, "Isn't it amazing? The older you get, the smarter your parents yeah. become." Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true, man. You know, I mean, for for reasons we know, but you know, it is what it is. But anyway, so um. Great, glad you're having good good time with your uh, um, off time uh, coaching uh, little league baseball. That's great. It's uh, the heart of the season. Things are on fire in Major League Baseball right now. I think I uh, do. Of- I think I do more heavy drinking this time of year than ever. <laughs> Parents, man, it's, it's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, but you were yeah. I digress. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's that time of year where you know Major League Baseball is starting to get really exciting. Um, you're starting to see what the uh, the, the pitching core. For, for most of these teams are going to do um, some of the strategies are starting to kind of shape shape up and and um, I'm excited for the season uh, me I'm a Braves fan you you knew that I know you're a St. Louis fan yeah but living up in the Pacific Northwest I have become a Mariner fan and um, the Mariners look look like they they have some potential this season so we'll we shall see if you got an hour to kill go on Netflix and watch the battered bastards of baseball yeah, you were telling me about it's, that. Uh, it's it's Pacific Northwest based. Um, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, it's it, Kurt Russell's in it. Um, right. It's fascinating. Wow, Kurt it's not Russell. that long. It's, yeah, you know. So let's talk a little bit of um, 
let's talk SEMA real quick. Okay. Uh, wanted to let everybody know, and this is this is part of our news segment, guys. Do we always live? It's part of our news segment that we always like to kind of get into some interesting stories uh, for you guys. Uh, we have we have a few. Um, but we, we also, not that they're interesting or interesting, however you would like to pronounce that, um, stories, uh, it more or less informative for our industry. And Keith and I go through and we'll pick news topics and, and uh, agree on them. And uh, we felt that right now it's appropriate because we are big fans of SEMA. It's, it's one of our favorite things to do every year. Uh, it's going to be happening November 1 through 4 this year. Uh, in Las Vegas at the uh, the convention center, Las Vegas Convention Center. All right, now wait a minute, wait a minute. I have an important point of clarification here. Okay, okay. Because you you said something to me, and I I listened. I sometimes do that, and uh, you said we're gonna you're gonna have to get there on Halloween. Yeah. And so the actual first day of the show is November one. Okay. It wasn't that the same as last year. Or was it like the second? Was the second? Yeah, it was the uh, second. It was the second. Yeah, so or uh, like that, they yeah. do the kickoff the night before, which will be Halloween, and we typically get in the. You, you kind of have to like you. you don't want to be coming in the morning of the, the first day of the show, mm-hmm. getting off a plane and trying to get all. No, no, not not as media. Right. Uh, you you got to get all your stuff set up. You got to line up what stories you're going to do, where you're going to go, and all that. So we will be, we will be there on Halloween. Yes, right? we will. We will I, be. I think we need to figure out because this is a once a, every what six years because you got leap year in there, right? Once every six years thing, right? Halloween, um, correct happens right w- while we're in Vegas. Correct. We have got to do something like live stream or. Oh, I, I, I I'm all for it. Like, yeah. And I was going to make a mention to you when we have our business meeting on this. Which, by the way, everybody, welcome into our world and our. Our conversation here that we're currently having on our <laughs> podcast, which is known as The Counter Show. Uh, and if you are subscribed, thank you so much. Um, we're, we're growing exponentially. If you aren't subscribed and you just happen to you know, stumble upon us, thank you for listening and please subscribe. Um, but we go to Vegas every year and we have these, these, these fun things. So I think as part of our, our, our next agenda, our mm-hmm. meeting, we should focus on what day we're going to get in. My recommendation okay. is we get in the day before we normally do okay. so that we can work through all of the uh, the bugs. That way we're set well, in place gotta, on Halloween. Yeah, I got to get the co- I got to get the, you know, the costume out of the, you know, costume vault and, you know, that I takes, you know. I say yeah. we go as um uh <laughs> You know some some Star Wars. Uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. You guys. I want to hear some comments now. Now it's yeah. Uh, yeah. What should we? Yeah. What should Keith and Jay dress up as in costume How, for Halloween? Right. For Halloween in in so, Las Vegas. So okay, but you were about to make a point about okay. So you, I stopped you at the show starts November first. Okay. Starts November one, um, and uh, we. We will be there. We're excited about it. And what we do know is that they have already started to take registrations from exhibitors as well as media personnel. And we are going to be signing up for that again, getting our credentials and getting ready for that show. So stay tuned, everybody, as information becomes available of who might be showing up, what exciting things might be there. But it's SEMA time. 
in Vegas, guys, and we're going to continue to bring you the information as it comes. And what we turned up, though, here's what's interesting about this particular piece of news. Um, you you found this, I think, or mm-hmm. did I find it? Um, you found it, I believe. Um, apparently, um, Ford and Honda, as it was reported, and you're right, the the headline for this story is just really kind of uh, deceiving. Well, it was basically like Ford's pulled out of SEMA or something right. like that. And right? Honda. Honda and Ford. And Two big it was players. like, you know, come on, man. I mean, I know it's clickbait, but that's a big deal. So, right. So, okay, everybody, let me just let me frame this for you. It would be easier if you go back and you watch. Any, we have a SEMA playlist. It's at the end of every video that we've released in the past three months is that SEMA v, uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much look at, just just go look at one of the Ford, like Bronco or the Illuminator or whatever, and look at the amount of space that Ford takes up at SEMA. The presence, the presence yeah. that they command. I mean, um, would, probably there. the biggest presence there. I think so. I mean, if you um, factor in the whole outdoor thing they did this time with the Broncos... Right. The Broncos. Then they they participated in the Hoonigan uh, yeah. side of that as well. They had well. the Mustang drift. They had the Mustang. Yeah, all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, you had Bronco Mountain. You had the the Mustang mm-hmm. drift uh, experience, and then the Hoonigan experience. All that stuff out in the parking lot. And so, so where we're going with this, guys, is Ford and Honda both made an announcement that they are they are not going to be. At, they will be at the show, but they will not be at that level. Um, Ford explained that in their decision to do this, they said that they are now refining their approach to the annual SEMA show to better reach and highlight how customers mm-hmm. can personalize their Ford vehicles today and tomorrow. Our new approach showcases our winning portfolio of cars, trucks, and SUVs and the comprehensive catalog of Ford performance parts and accessories that customers can purchase online from their local Ford dealer. Um, They go on to say that they'll still have a presence there, Mm -hmm. uh, but instead of our traditional displays, which, guys, if you go back and watch all of our previous years in November, you can go November 2019. 2020, of course, was virtual, and in 2021, last year, uh, tons of videos. And like Keith said, it's in the, um, the SEMA playlist. You'll see how big of a presence those guys had there. Uh, but uh, instead of their traditional displays, they look forward to showcasing their winning portfolio of vehicles, vehicles in select displays at the show and digitally online, and they will share more details closer to SEMA. Now, we, Keith and I will do our due diligence. We will also share this information with you, our listeners, as this information becomes available. And be prepared because whatever... Is there? Guarantee you, the parts kind of gurus, Keith and I, will be covering that baby. Uh, as hopefully, you know, do you think a, you know maybe Jay Leno might just show up in one of their smaller booths? Maybe I don't or think he is can a, stay away. Like he's there yeah, every he's like, year for. I mean, somebody. he'll probably be, be there. Period for right. for any reason. Um, but let me just let me let me. Th- this is something that was also said. Uh, due to a change in corporate strategy, Ford and Honda will not be displaying mm-hmm. at the 2022 SEMA show. Now, Honda says, now they didn't mention anything about Acura, so we'll see if Acura is there, which would right. be cool to see if that 2023 
what is it, an NSX it's supposed to be right. potentially there? I, I would love to see that if it is. And if it is, again, we'll, we'll bring it to you. Um, and again, uh, SEMA goes on to say that they appreciate their longtime support. And while many of us are going to miss their participation at this year's show, we're excited to see the show take on a new look in Central Hall. SEMA will continue to collaborate with both Ford and Honda on various SEMA programs, such as tech transfer and measuring sessions in 2022 and beyond. So there you go. All right. So I'm going to I think I, I I'm, I'm reading in between the lines here. Let me see if I can translate this for our audience. Um, first of all, the Honda thing is less of a big deal because Honda right. was back in a corner last year. They didn't have a very big booth. They tried to focus on the overlanding capabilities of a couple of their vehicles. Smart. Smart. Because that's where it's at at SEMA. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, the overland crowd is huge. But they, it was kind of like not, you know. I mean, we we did go back there, but at some point we were kind of like, well, I guess we ought to, you know, at least just say we visited Honda. It's just not that big of a... I don't think it'll be missed as much as Ford will. No, no. I, I don't either. Ford I is agree. huge. Not, they are not just right smack dab in the middle of the show floor mm. they were also like we said outside in Every, various places everywhere yeah not only that though i mean remember the video we shot a video guys go check it out on our youtube channel over at youtube.com forward slash parse kind of gurus and it was the broncos of sema that we shot where yeah. we went around and pointed out every single bronco full-size bronco that we possibly could and still didn't cover all of them but i think we were up to around 50 were we or something like that? Or? Oh, it was, over, it was more than that. It was in the was 70s, it more than that? I think. Yeah. But it was so cool. But So that's how big of a, a presence Ford has. And then in 2019, when the Bronco had not really been revealed yet, Keith and I were looking around at all the restored Ford Broncos mm-hmm. that were sponsored right. by Ford as well. Right. Um, and Jay Leno had revealed uh, uh, an old vintage um, Ford Bronco at that show, right. uh, which kind of teased. We... I th- if you'll go back and listen to that podcast and or any of those videos, Keith and I, we we thought, we got the clues. The clues were being dropped that that Bronco was going to look like the old Bronco. It was going to pay homage to it, and it did. Um, so that was that was pretty cool for that. Well, I, I'm with you. I don't I, – I'm – I wonder what they'll replace outside with. I mean, the kitty rides. I like to call them the kitty rides. That's the the adult rides that were out there. Wonder what they will well, replace that with. There has been a scramble, and there may still be one going on. You can you can bet on that. Um, right. So uh, here's what I think. Um, I think even though SEMA is huge, the expense of being an exhibitor is astronomical especially for somebody like ford who takes up so much space and ford is looking at that marketing budget that they're spending at sema every year and they're going we can spend this elsewhere but that's basically what they're saying in that press release we can spend this money elsewhere and get and more results more focused results. How many cars do you think are sold at SEMA? Like how many, because a vendor is there, automobiles? Now I'm not talking about aftermarket accessories. I'm talking about Ford and GM selling vehicles because they were at SEMA. No, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't think that was. If anything, if if you recall any of the shows that we've attended and any of the shows that I've attended years prior to us starting this this um, show, yep. um. It was always about 
what else can we sell yeah. you once you've purchased our vehicle? So the add-ons, the accessories, yeah. accessories, which was huge. We featured a video on that last year, and, and they may continue to do that, right? I think they will. I think that's what this. I think that's the sector that they're going to focus on at that show yep. because that really is what that show is. So, data mining is huge nowadays. Um, data mining is basically you. You know, like Jay jokes, like you go, you, you know, you go online and you buy diapers and then, you know, these companies grab your information and they then market to you and they sell your information to other companies about your interests. Um, this is why, you know, the EU tried to pass a law. Now we all have these cookie notices on on websites and they're basically telling you they're grabbing all your information and they can use third party trackers to follow you around. Jay, like if you go to Ford.com, they, they, they can continue to follow you after you leave Ford's website to see where else you go and what else you buy. That is just so, so wrong. Now, this isn't a Ford thing. I'm not I'm not trying no, to this hang is... this on Ford. Right. No, it's available information, and they're going to take advantage of it while they can. I can't blame yeah. them. Yeah, so them. Ford is do. They're going to do what Apple did uh, a decade and a half ago. Mm. Uh, they're going, hey man, uh, there used to be a thing called MacWorld. Do you remember MacWorld? Big I expo do. in San Fra- in the San Francisco uh, Bay Area, and they would do. They would basically jam all of their big press release events into that one yearly event. Mm-hmm. And Steve Jobs was still around, and at some point he went, we're not doing this anymore. They built their own media relations center. Um, they announce what they want, when they want to the public. Think about it. How many times have you and I come on here on this very program and talked about, did you see the latest Ford, like Jim Farley, doing some media event, right? Yes. That, that happened like a week ago. Where they, and yeah. we're, we're going to get into that a little bit later on here in the show, yeah. so make sure you stay tuned. So why that. then spend all the money at SEMA? to ch- Because it's a captive audience. Those people are there, and yes, SEMA is big, but you're going to reach way more people through your online. I mean, you know, if, if the COVID lockdowns taught us nothing else, it's that we have an online audience that, you know, we can reach without ever leaving our our homes, right? Yes. I think what you're going to see, and I'm going to say it here first. You can, you can mark this down. We'll revisit it with Bert maybe in a couple of years. I'd say I told you so. But the SEMA show itself has to change with the changing times. And they're going to have to figure out ways to keep that robust um, for the exhibitors. Right. And it's exhibitors are, are learning. They can create content. They can stream live without having to fly a large group of people and equipment and product yep. to these shows. My thought on this is that how SEMA may rectify any issues that they could potentially have from a Ford pulling out or a GM mm-hmm. pulling out would be allowing other than invite only to the show and charge a fee to get in to recoup some of the the, uh, financial losses. Now, PRI did that last year. Um, For the first time in the performance racing industry's show history. And coincidentally, they just opened a new... Right. (laughs) I'm sure those weren't related. Go ahead. Not at all. But but the, the, the reason why they did this is because of the financial losses that they took by not having that show mm-hmm. during the pandemic. 
So they offered up memberships, levels of memberships, which I became a PRI member. Now, I was a PRI member by default because I belonged to an organization that was. But once you are no longer with an organization that exhibits, the only way in is through membership. And so I chose to join because I love the Performance Racing Industry Show. I love what they do for that sector of our industry. Uh, it's very important. SEMA is also obviously uh, uh, in charge or they, they, they govern. They are the governing body for the performance racing industry, I do believe. Um, so they're, they're connected. And I do believe that SEMA will learn something from PRI, which is you know, buying memberships and have a membership only day or, or allowing people to have levels of membership, which gets you into specific areas, you know, almost like Disney World back in the day where you could only get on certain rides with the A tickets. But boy, if you bought right. the E tickets, man, you right. were getting on Space Mountain and all this other stuff, right? So, yeah, it's, it, the, the change is, is obvious with SEMA right now. And I think Ford, Ford has to recognize their own challenges ahead of them, but they also recognize other things that they can focus their 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 um, capital on. Um, again, live streaming events. Yeah, they can do this anytime. They can they can have a SEMA show any day of the week that they want you know what, to from their headquarters. You know what I think is a win win. Mm -hmm. I think if 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 I'm on the board of SEMA. Right. And I'm trying to solve this problem because this won't be the last time they have to deal with a situation like this. You know, mm -hmm. Ford and Honda are just the two big ones right now. Um, this is what I think I do. I focus more on the trend of social media and I start having live stream events and celebrity mix ups and getting social media personalities, maybe like us, or you get like an Adam Carolla or you get, you know, Jay Leno or you get. You know, even some of the younger car live streamers out there like Stradman or whatever, yes. right? And you get them at those events and you're serving both audiences. You're serving the in-person crowd that's there to look, feel, and touch. And you're serving the, you know, the, in this case, the YouTube crowd mm -hmm. that wants to see what it's like to take a ride in that Bronco with a monster truck driver like Todd. But see, nobody live stream. I mean, you know, we did. We covered that stuff. But... You know, and maybe that maybe if SEMA's listening, this is an opportunity for us to work together with them, because if you don't do this, the show will die. It it's will. Just, it, it's just a matter of time. You've got to get that. You've got to meet the audience where they are, and right now they are on social yes. media. Yes, right? that absolutely correct, Keith. Uh, well said. Um, I think that that's why you're also seeing PRI and SEMA both asking for content creators to come in. Yeah, uh, and they feature you. Uh, so it's a changing environment in in, in the world of, of uh, SEMA and, and performance racing industry, um, more geared towards the online presence, um, and it Are, works. I mean, and they've got some spinoff TV shows, you know, that they do. Mm -hmm. Do do some of that stuff there. I mean, it's hard to pull all that off in a week, but right, you know, do what you can. Film an episode, do something, right? Spe yes. And speaking of uh, the SEMA board of directors that you had just mentioned, uh, there is an election. Uh, that is uh, coming up uh, for uh, board, uh, new board members. Um, someone who I've known for a while. I I don't have a personal relationship with him. However, I have um, done business uh, with uh, Norris Marshall, uh, who is um, the owner of Blueprint Engines, and um, 
this guy is very knowledgeable, obviously, and has has just done so much for the um, production engine rebuilding uh, or engine business in general, uh, and has a lot to offer uh, the SEMA organization. So if you're able to vote, make sure you cast your vote for, for now, Morris, and good luck with that. You have Morris. to be a member, right? You have to be a SEMA member yes. to vote. Okay. Yes. So there you go. So you folks out there that are members of SEMA, consider that. Um, you know, I, I looked at the competition there and, uh, I, you know, I, it w- casting a vote for Norris would not be a bad choice. No, not at all. And I'd like to give a thanks to Chuck Lynch for giving us all the information on, on that. And uh, Chuck Lynch, if anybody knows Norris well, it's it's definitely Chuck over at AERA. And um uh, he is a huge, huge um, fan of, of uh, Norris as as well as a good friend of his. So so good luck to you, Norris. Hope wish you well with that. So SEMA will be for the better with you. So there you go. Um, on to uh, other interesting um, uh, news uh, here. I uh, wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah. We had a. Uh, you want to? I'm going to get into this with this. This. Um, did you hear about this, Keith? Uh, this poor guy. Um, he drove. Did you hear about it? You talking about the Ford? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I mean, I I read what you sent me, but I hadn't heard about it before then. Yeah. So apparently, a man in the, in Florida. Um, he had just purchased this thing. It's a 2006 Heritage Edition GT. Uh, he, he purchased this thing for, I think he paid $704,000 for this thing at Barrett-Jackson uh, this year, like back in April. Um, and this was in Boca Raton, Florida, by the way. And again, I have to say this just because this is this is no lie, but only in Florida. Yeah. You know. No, I, I it it happens well, more in Florida, but it happens other places too. It's Florida, Texas, and California. Yeah, man. those I mean, are the hotbeds of yeah. Right. Yeah. Now let, let's be but I wanna I wanna be clear on something here. Yes. This looks like a GT forty. It is. So to um, be clear, the Ford GT was the um the 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 newer the more recent release they didn't Correct. go back to the gt40 name they just called it the ford gt right. this one has that famous orange and powder blue color scheme from gulf oil right yeah it's the heritage edition though it's a 2006 model it's oh not well like, then it it is a it gt is. it's not a gt it is a gt okay it is a okay. heritage it, edition. May, but yeah. it looks because of that color scheme Correct. it looks like the gt4 right okay it's a heritage Got edition it. yeah they, okay. they wanted to pay homage to the so you're good keen eye there my friend you're absolutely correct about that but it is paying homage to the to the the old one so it's it's newer but the guy was he's a 50 year old guy his name is robert uh girani uh told cops he lost control after downshifting while leaving his housing development around 6 p.m um, he said it led to a head-on collision with a palm tree. Ugh. He says he Damn, was going 35 miles an hour. Yeah, and then he's changed his story a couple times. Um, he said that the crash was caused by... Uh, he did tell him that it was caused by inexperience with a manual transmission. Come on, you don't buy one of these Now, this is... With inexperience. If it's the GT, it's a paddle shifter. It's, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's easier, in my opinion. 
Have you have you paddle shifted before? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how you lose control of the steering wheel because of. I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible if you, you know, take your look, hands off the wheel to do. He sh- he said there were several issues, and we'll get into some of those. He he points out, but he did say he. He goes, I don't want people to think I was racing at 90 miles per hour. I was actually going only 35. Um, And if he was going 90, the damage would have been much, much more extensive than what it is. So I can definitely see it being a lower speed impact crash. But it was enough to cause airbags to go off and that sort of stuff. But um, uh, he was issued a citation for driving with a suspended license and a warning for operating an unregistered vehicle. Uh, the 50-year-old claims his license suspension was due to an unrelated Department of Motor Vehicles clerical error. This guy had an excuse for everything, by the way. Yeah. Then later in the report, he, it wasn't downshifting. He was actually shifting into second. He said it, it was the road was a, a little muddy. The tires were not really that good. I personally think that I wouldn't call it inexperience with shifting, I would say that it's not knowing the vehicle well enough at the time, and he lit the back end up, and it and it, it unlocked traction, and he he lost control and hit a yeah. palm tree. Yeah, that's what happened. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, uh, you could be doing thirty-five, but if you had the pedal down and it took you, you know, a second and a half to get there, that's uh, yeah. Come on, yeah. Robert. You lit a you rocket, know, right? Yeah, you, you did. You, you know, you you let it you let it go, and the ass end got around on you and uh, you lost control and you're trying to correct and boom you hit a, hit a palm tree and guess what the palm tree is still there looking good got a little ding in it a little flesh wound yeah uh it'll 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 survive I see that. so yeah i would like to officially call this guy um the newest member to our uh world's stupidest uh, uh attempts to drive Man, an exotic vehicle yeah. uh dude you deserve that trophy so Good luck to you, and uh, hope that seven hundred four thousand uh, dollars was good to you. Oh, my I can, I can see the Carfax this? now, right? Right, right. Has it ever been wrecked? Uh, no, no. Well, yeah, because he's lied about everything else. It, it appears so. There you go. Um, all right, this one is your baby. I what? love this. I absolutely love this little news story. Um, Live. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, luggage has to yeah. do with luggage, okay. Keith. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you in? Yeah. So Keith is gonna. He, he found this and told me about it. And um, this is the the this guy. He wins the trophy. Okay. So for a lot of reasons, right? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I feel like this guy has joined me in our club because you're in this club too. Of. And this is gonna sound so arrogant, but I, 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 it's I don't mean it that way. The doing other people's jobs for them club, right. and it's not that I want to. It's I really don't. I really don't. Like, I wish that people would just, if I'm paying for something, they would do it, and I wouldn't have to be involved. Mm-hmm. It's it's that you know I I get sucked into you know it comes off the rails, and I'm I'm paying for it, and I have to get in to try to get it back on the rails. So, okay. We've done some videos on Apple AirTags. If you haven't seen them yet, make sure you check out our, our YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. If you're watching this on the on that side, you can go back into our channel. I might put a link to it here. 
we did an air tag review and did it with a uh, side shot these are cool we did a couple things with them uh, we hid one in Jay's car. Jay didn't have any air tags, and he's like, "Hey, man, you, you tracking me?" And we kind of saw what yeah. would happen. And then we put side shot on a plane with one that has Wi-Fi, and I was able to track his flight fairly accurately. It wasn't perfect, but it was close. Okay. And there's been all kinds of stories that we've done on this program about people hiding these air tags in new vehicles and whatnot, and tracking other people. And look, man, when we went to Disney World, Jay, I put. Air tags on our luggage that we checked at the airlines. Smart and then move. when we got into the hotels and checked in, I popped the air tags off and I put them in our backpacks. If we were going to carry backpacks in the park, I like hit them down in the in the back just in case, right? Like you get sure. left on a ride or you know you forget it when you're sitting down to eat and you get up and leave or whatever. Absolutely. Okay. Makes and sense. they're pretty accurate. And these air tags are about thirty dollars. You you can replace the batteries in them, unlike some of the other stuff. Uh, like tile and and the and just the beauty of the apple side of them is that there are so many users with iphones and that becomes your search network if you ever lose it um that it it really is the best like i did so there's a i've been i'm not sure if i even want to release this video or not but i had a a wallet tracker as a credit card mm -hmm. and just to see what would happen um i turned it on marked it as lost and returned it to amazon Okay. And it disappeared after I dropped it off at the return facility. It disappeared for almost a month. Okay. Now I'm hmm. I'm here in Nashville, right? Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. A month later, and I, I'd given up. I'm like, well, I was gonna turn this into a video and we were gonna track it every day and all that. A month later I get a ping. And this was a pebble, was the brand, and it said, uh, your lost item has been found. It's in Kent, Washington. How about that? So for the next week and a half, I got pings very close to where you are of where this thing was. And I still can't figure out to this day, like if it was a resale shop or if somebody else, like if it got returned and somebody else bought it used or I, I don't know. And then it just, I don't know if the battery ran out or what. It just stopped reporting. AirTags, completely different story. Like yeah. every, the minute those things, you're probably not going to go an hour or two without getting a ping off of it. Right. Because there's so many people with iPhones, right? Yeah. So, okay. So, so to this story. Pa iPads, whatever. I whatever. Mean, and if you're, anything with if iOS. It, that's right. If it, even if it's close to someone with an iOS, it, anywhere in the close proximity, it's going to, it'll ping off that. Okay. So, so back, by the way, back in August of 21 is when we did the AirTag chase. Okay. There you go. From yep. in the air uh, when um, SideShot did. Uh, was the participant for yeah, the, flew the, home. the luggage. Yeah. yeah, flew home with it. Yeah, August of 21. Catch that video, guys. Um, he talked his mom into paying for Wi-Fi on the flight. He was like, we got to track, you know, I got to I gotta have it, mom. <laughs> like, so we can, you know, track. You, never mind the fact that other people's iPhones would have done the tracking for him, but, you know. I miss our little guru. We need, con we job. need to get him back on. Need to get I'm going to change his name to Con Job. Uh, con anyway, job. Um, okay, so this guy... Put some air tags in his luggage. They were in South Africa, flying home to the UK. Um, this was last month in April, and they did a couple stop stopovers. They were in Abu Dhabi. They went to Frankfurt. Okay, and um, the airline is Aer Lingus, by the way. Okay, and thank you. And they had to change their route. Uh, there was some health issues or whatever, and all of that not necessarily unusual. That stuff happens, right? But 
didn't get all of his luggage when they eventually got home. And the air, airline basically said, it's lost. We're, we're working on it. We'll get it back to you. And the, the guy pulled open Apple's Find My App, and he basically started tracking his luggage. And as the story goes, he had a couple different conversations with the airline. Each time, uh, I think emails were exchanged, and I, you know the airline responded. They were trying to help him out, but never produced his luggage. So at some, at some point... This guy, Jay, had just had enough. And he's like, I'm looking at where they are right here. So he made a PowerPoint presentation, um, took screenshots of the locations of the luggage. And they're they're pretty specific. Did you watch, did yeah. you watch the PowerPoint? Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Is yeah. there a way that we can add a link to the story or whatever? I will see what I can do. Yeah. That's, yeah. It, um, because, guys, I'm telling you, it's worth... It's worth getting over to our podcast specifically just to watch this. Man, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. This guy, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. So he th- he reached out to the police, told them the bags were stolen. I mean, at this point, you know, if if it's you know weeks go by and you don't have your stuff back, I, I would probably do the same things. Um, and I think he either tweeted at the airline or somehow publicly like tagged them and connected them with his presentation and i we don't know the outcome yet as of the last i checked you know he hasn't gotten his bags back but yes i honestly yeah you call the police and you give them the location and you go go get my bags man here's a picture of them the tweet was he 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 called him out and, and says hi air lingus uh, perhaps a PowerPoint presentation on the journey you've sent my lost or stolen bag on will help. I've told you multiple times where it is, and uh, you're doing nothing about it. This has been a shocking experience with you. And then he he uh, uploaded his, his, his PowerPoint presentation. And again, it's absolutely hilarious. Yep. I feel for the guy that he's had to go through this, but if he has the technology to present in a PowerPoint presentation how this all went down and tell you exactly where it's at. And it's not his house. Yeah. But he can he's showing you exactly where it's at and you still don't have his luggage. Shame on you, Air Lingus, man. Well, and, you know, this is one of the good uses of social media. Various news organizations have picked up this story and run with it. And Microsoft. Microsoft tweeted back at him and said, uh, we're giving you PowerPoints for this presentation because PowerPoint is a Microsoft Office product. And, um, you know, they basically gave him an attaboy uh, for his work with PowerPoint. Right. This is this is awesome. And now, so because of situations like this, and you mentioned that I've, I've been through this, I, I lost my luggage going and coming from, from China once and uh, was not fun. Um, had no way of tracking it other than relying on the airline to do their due diligence, but it, I finally got it. But this is why there are companies out there that you you just get you you give them your luggage, you take it to their place. It's like a UPS, but it's just for luggage, and it ships it for you. That way, you're pretty much guaranteed not to get lost, and it's better track. But right. people like luggage, uh, luggage free, ship go, um, lugless. Um, that sort of stuff. And now there's even luggage uh, called Monos. It's the Apple suitcases. Uh, yeah, yeah, luggage. yeah. Where you, you, you know, could, yeah. 
Yeah, so so beca- thank you airlines for losing luggage and out of out of that innovation comes. Yeah, necessity, pe- yeah. Necess- right. Exactly, Mother right? So here we are. Right? We have more right. It this goes back to do we have to invent a new now th- something for 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 the well, lack of let me ask you a question because this sure. is this is exactly the point that I wanted to bring and I, you what leave us a comment everyone let us know what your thoughts are I, I'll I'll pose I'll pose this question to you Jay okay um let's say that Apple partnered with the airlines or somebody I mean there's various tracker solutions out there the the AirTag thing is just so inexpensive but you got to change batteries in them every year and all that and you know let's just say for the sake of argument that, you know, when you check your, your luggage at the counter and they slap that that tag on it that it has their code and all that, yes. you know, and like they come up with some sort of a radio frequency tag or whatever that they just embed in that. OK. And let's say it costs you. Like they add a twenty dollar fee per bag to be able to do that, but you're going to know exactly where that bag is at all times because i travel internationally yeah that's typically the only times i would check my bags and, absolutely and you could go into their app like yes. the southwest or whoever and yep. it would be like check my luggage and you could see that like it was still at the airport and you weren't or whatever yes. right yes would it be worth it would you absolutely. pay the extra money yes. to help the airlines solve this problem 100 percent. yes i would okay wouldn't you yeah, I think so, but I, I think I would be expecting that the airlines would just hide the fees somewhere in the airfare. Like they well, may not be as transparent course. as you know. They might just they might not say like luggage locator fee. I, I I wouldn't think that it would be twenty bucks per. I think that's excessive, but I mean twelve, you're already, fifteen as part of the bag yeah. checking process. Add an additional five bucks or ten bucks yeah. or whatever for, per bag right. for that, or call it a tech technology fee or whatever tra- right. te- tracking technology fee sure and aren't there aren't there couriers out there or or um uh freight lines or whatever that also have yeah. that type of technology now, now usually it's ltl like so it's on tractor trailers it, it, mm-hmm. so amazon does it on their vans and yeah. some of the delivery couriers do it on their trucks like fedex ups you, I, you know but they don't, um, you know, UPS, I've got notifications like where I can see occasionally where the driver is, but not like minute by minute. OK, right. But, you know, if we as the customer can see that or the recipient, the, the company itself, corporate has to be able to have the location of that vehicle at all times. Now, each package inside that vehicle, I don't think we're there yet from a technology standpoint because they've got to be able to embed it in a like label and make it cost effective. But on an airline, for sure, man. I mean, yeah, well, they're already doing like corrugated packaging that has yeah, that some, in it. Some, some yeah. of them are. Usually and it's then, bigger stuff, though. Yeah, and then I think there's even some, some tape, like some shipping tape that has like some sort of um, metal metallic device or, or something in it that that you scan it and I don't know. There's so much stuff out there, technology available if we just utilize it and use it. But yeah, this was um, that that's an eye opener for some people, man. Right. Um, I think that that again we have said to you guys out there all along the many uses of an AirTag, Apple AirTag. 
go go check out our video and then um, go check out the link on this on this um, <laughs> PowerPoint presentation and yeah, don't be that guy. I mean, don't. but as usual, you know, we this is why I'm just humbly asking you guys. We did this. What did you say, Jay? Last August. Yeah. Um, you know, we tend to be ahead of the curve on this stuff. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and you will get all these these great content ideas for your stuff before they become mainstream. I'm not saying we broke this. Actually, I am saying we broke the Ford Illuminator story months before everybody else. But, you know, what? who's counting, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ooh, we man. Um, all right. Now for the now for the uh, the beloved mailbag segment that we have mailbag what's in the bag look if you make it on this segment is um, it a badge of honor it's a badge of honor in some and way we, I guess, we appreciate right? we encourage you guys to leave comments in fact, Keith is working on a a um, a voice messaging uh, service on our website that we don't have up yet. We'll let you know as soon as it, it is to where you can leave comments uh, um, uh, through a, a, an audio message, and we'll we'll you know make sure you leave your name and all that sort of stuff, or you know that way we can we can bring you on the show and and. Um, when you get picked, there is some either inspiring comments that have been made or not so inspiring comments, and and we wanna we wanna tackle those. So thanks for your comments, everybody. And we're just gonna dive right into this thing. Um, we put out a video March of this year, 2022, end of March. I think it was like March 18 is when it came out. It was the new United States Postal Service mail truck will not be an EV. Um, you know the story. Uh, the Postal Service is, is, is moving forward with their, their um, internal combustion engine version of the new, the replacement of the Grumman LLV, uh, which is made by uh, Oshkosh Defense. And it's caused quite a stir in the industry, the mail industry as well. P uh, employees have voiced their opinions. Ex-employees ex have, have voiced their opinions. And on and on and on but we have this one individual goes by the handle of norse the horse how you doing norse the horse he says as a mail carrier all evs wouldn't work because the infrastructure is just not in place for example at my office there's already very little room we would have nowhere to put charging stations also if someone were to forget to plug the thing up the previous day, then we are down a vehicle. Also, battery life just isn't there. We are out on the route sometimes from sunup to sundown. No way they can last that long. All right. Can Go. we pick this apart? Absolutely. All right. What was the first point that he made? First point uh, was is that we don't have the infrastructure. Go. Okay. Um, these back. male Jeeps. Are we calling them Jeeps or mail trucks or what? Let's call them... Uh, what do you want to call them? Let's call okay. them mail vehicles. Okay. <laughs> Are they parking these on dirt lots behind the fairground? <laughs> do they have parking spots? 
They they should. Yes. Okay. They're not driving them home. This is not a this is not a patrol car. It's not a school this is not bus. A cru- yeah. It's not a cruiser or school bus. All right. right. Jay, have you ever seen? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. This is this is hardcore. I'm not sure you're going to be able to answer this one or not. <laughs> have you ever have you ever been to a Walmart or a grocery store? Why there's one down the street from you? Oh my goodness! Now, Are you kidding me? The EV charging that they apply in those locations, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They build a whole new infrastructure like a Carvana hotel, and they use it to power the cars, right? No. It's just a parking spot, man, with a pole. Right. It, right? Yes. So Okay, where where does that power come from? Perhaps space. they're going to take... Right. Perhaps they're going to take the hamster off the wheel in the store... And add the uh, the power grid there or something. I don't I don't know. Maybe, All you got to yeah. do is have. Do you have lights at your post office? You have electricity. You have to run power to the parking spots that are you're already using to park those trucks in and put them on poles. It's not the okay. It's not the huge undertaking. I don't think that Norse is making it out to be. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it's not. All right. All right. Not what, doing. Not doing your homework on what it takes to add a plug what? to your already existing power. What 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 was the other? Well, give me another okay. one here. Um, okay, there was be nowhere to put the charging stations, is what he says. Yeah. He goes, what if someone were to forget to plug the thing up the previous okay. day? Okay. Well, what do you go. say to that? No, you you go. I say to this. Okay, so we all have a job. Yeah. We all have specific tasks that we have to do in a in a day's time right some of us have to drive vehicles and are responsible for those vehicles when we drive them away from our office or our terminal and there's protocol checklists that you go through on a daily basis it's part of your job it's called adulting man you do your checklist and you make sure it's done and if you gotta plug the freaking thing in at night you it's no different than locking the doors when you leave you add it to what if somebody forgets to lock the doors well i mean yeah i mean in do you have a breakdown protocol if you go to work the next morning and your gas jeep doesn't start like do you just not work that day i'm pretty sure no Exactly. I mean, just the bottom line is, is that this this guy is coming up with every so far. These are these I are mean, two. You're, you're not going to win with us. Okay. Let's let's okay. have the next one. Okay. This is this is the last one. Um, battery life just isn't there. We are out on the route sometimes from sun up to sundown. No way they can last that long. Well. I, I'll honestly say that's his strongest point, although he's making the case that. that it's an hourly thing and not a distance thing. How right. long you're out on the route doesn't really matter. It's how no. far you go with it. Exactly, and how much load you have on. All of those things factor into how that that battery life will will perform for you. Yeah. Now, I mean, are these Don't guys forget. doing... They're not doing 300 miles a day, right? Like no. on the routes? Most of them no. in the urban areas and are doing 20 miles? Ex- exactly. And let's face it. I, I know that the, you know some of these deliveries are... You know, you guys are out more often than you used to be. But you have 
specific individuals mm-hmm. within at the postal service that are running around the Amazon packages that are running around the um, you know the department store stuff that might come uh, through uh, uh, the U.S. Postal Service. Um, that's just kind of how it works. So you set yourself up for success, and you designate specific vehicles for that. Um, as far as the battery life itself goes, it won't last that long. Don't you get like a lunch break or something? I mean, surely you're not driving for from yeah. sun up to sundown without a uh, you know taking a pee break or. Or, right. or, you know, just going and relax. You know, you, everybody gets a break. Everybody gets. So when you drive it back into the lot. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Keith. Yeah. If, if I have an average electric vehicle, EV, battery, battery electric vehicle. Okay. Range, range has been an issue, but we've come a long way. The average range now on most new vehicles are what? 300. Okay. Miles. That's US. a lot of miles to, to cover in. Without a load. Without a load in a small radius, yeah. right? It's a lot of miles, right? Okay, so let's just say for argument's sake that you happen to have a late lunch. It's You couldn't get lunch until 1 or 2 in the afternoon. You've been out on the road for, say, 8 hours, 9 hours, and you've covered 200 miles. Okay. okay? If you do get your break and you get to come back to the office there, yeah. if you plug the vehicle in into your designated parking spot that has the infrastructure to charge the vehicle how long would it take to charge that well it wouldn't completely charge it but it would give you enough to finish your route and you're probably talking 20 minutes hello not to mention uh government contracts can be made with all the other ev charging locations throughout the town throughout the city uh that if you didn't want to go back to have lunch if you wanted to go to mcdonald's or wherever there's charging everywhere um safeway uh, yeah. Kroger, uh, Publix, it's everywhere. Walmart, it's um, everywhere. Walmart has them. Uh, Ford dealership down here has them. Um, matter of fact, what is the app? There's an app out there. Oh, there's it's just multiple it's, apps. It's yeah, chart. You know, charging station finder. Well, the easiest one is Google Maps. Like if you just you can put it in there and it'll show you. But yeah, there yeah, are so, specific apps. I mean, it's kind of like pulling into a gas station, right? That you know you don't have a designated gas station at your at your place right right well i don't so then you choose into your designated you know you choose go to your designated place of you know just wherever you might go get gas top it Um, off right hey i hear bp and uh shell are are are, uh, adding um charging stations to their gas stations so yeah as are some states in the rust belt i think we have this one solved it's not that it's the whole like it's never gonna work thing that argument died five years ago it really did. So, Norse the Horse, thank you for that. Um, we understand your concern. I just think that maybe you ought to be a little more open to change. Um, however, it does sound like that you're not going to have to worry about it anyway. So, there you go. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Your All turn. Right. Batter up. Yeah. So, I'm going to make this one quick. Now, I will say, guys, um, we do, I do, I love criticism. Uh, I try to qualify it. There's things that we get in the comments that are just so bizarre that you're like, yeah, there's there's no way that's real. Um, but then there's some you get and you're like, oh, it's a good point. Like, thank you for, you know, pointing that out. Could have done that differently or whatever. Uh, like there was one, I'll give you an example, Jay, where you did the, uh, the, the, the Hyundai seat panel repair and you get some guy going... Well, that's going to break again because it's electric. So what you do is you just rip the whole seat out and you put a manual one in. Problem solved. 
right? It's like, <laughs> right. yeah, it's not really a solution for most people. They just no. want to fix that plastic panel on their seat, right? Exactly. So we got a guy. Um, I'm gonna pull this up because I took his I took his comments to heart because uh, I wanted to see if maybe. Well, I will preface that while you're while you're yeah. Finding that, I will say this: that Keith is absolutely correct. Keith and I always take everything very seriously when we put efforts into a DIY video. There are sometimes when we may miss something, and we we welcome your comments for that, and we'll be glad to comment on it and and you know adjust for that. Um, but some of the stuff, <laughs> um, yeah. it takes a little bit of like paying attention to something, or like just. <laughs> watching or not being drunk stoned or you know whatever, whatever. you're doing yeah so, so go ahead. uh okay so jerry calvert says now this is i did a video on an rv king cellular booster it does lte it does wi-fi signal boosting and cellular signal boosting and it's 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 multiple parts one of them's designed to go on the roof of the rv the other one goes inside the coach and it's designed to basically help you stay connected in areas that have fringe coverage okay so Jerry says, uh, okay, so I, I came up with a way to mount the roof portion to the roof of the RV without drilling holes. And there's nothing wrong with drilling holes in the roof of an RV if you know what you're doing, but you do introduce the possibility for more leaks if you put a hole in it. So if you can avoid drilling holes, I always prefer that as my first course of action. So what I did is I used some roof repair tape, which is like... I swear you could like, you know, hang a 30 pound person to the wall, a small child with this stuff and they couldn't get out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's so sticky, right? It's like drippers or Yeah, it is, tape. man. I mean, it's yeah. like, you better be careful when you put it down because if you don't get it down right, you can't pull it back up and reset it. You can't, you can get it off, but you're gonna have to use like a solvent or heat gun or something like that. And it's just, just get it right the first time. So. It's roof repair tape that's made to go over the all. It's the same material that the roof is made of. So what I did is I used that adhesive to stick down the antenna that goes on the roof. Well, Jerry says he went by the mounting tape too quick to get the name of it before he moved on. So I thought, did I? Maybe I did. So I pulled the video up. Look, I'm gonna just see if I can if I can put this in the video here. Uh, and let's see. All right, let me get to the spot here. I watched that video, by the way, again after yeah. you, after we saw this comment. Yeah, I, I'm just okay. Now, dude. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna give this guy, I'm gonna give this guy, a, you know, all the credibility, all the, you know, I'm gonna give him a fair chance here to make his point. Okay, so at five minutes and forty three seconds in, uh, I show the product. Now I'm gonna start counting. Oh, we got an ad coming up. Hang on. Oh, let it play. We need to keep getting paid, dude. <laughs> All right, now here we go. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four, five. I can still see the name. Six, seven, eight, nine. Still see the name. 10, 11, 12, 13. Still see the name. Still see the box full. 14. Now it's out of shot. Okay, 14 so seconds, Jay. And that's not seconds. to mention that you can slow down YouTube or use the pause button. Okay, what 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 feature was that that, that, that comes on videos that I'm not aware it's of? It's two little straight up and down lines that looks like this. You click it and everything and stops. It, oh, wow. 
Imagine that, where you can stop it you and actually see a still picture. You seconds to pick a spot to hit that little secret pause button. Oh, go back to sleep, man. <laughs> 14 really? seconds. That was a and great video, by the way. I guarantee you, thank you. I guarantee you, if I would have left it on there longer, people would have complained that I took too long. Right. Like, because yeah, yeah, we're too slow when we try to explain things. We take too much time when we're showing you stuff. Oh, jeez. 14 really? seconds. Okay, well, well, thank you, dude, uh, for pointing that out and how um, how horribly terrible we are at, at pointing things better. out in the video. I'll do yeah, better. Please, please, Keith, you got to clean your act up, Alan. All right, all right yeah, last gonna, one. Gonna, okay, last one. Um, this is regarding our Ford Illuminator crate uh, engine, crate motor video that we did prior to the SEMA show in 2021. This came out in September of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you who haven't seen it, I highly recommend you do. It's an interesting video. Uh, that's over at youtube.com forward slash Parks County Gurus. It's really good. We got a lot of comments on it. It's actually our, one of our best performing videos we've ever done. And it still continues to, to bring us some love. So thank you guys for watching that. Um, so when this thing came out, we talked about it in that video that it can be used for many things. And then when we went to SEMA, Jay Leno, of course, at the Ford booth, reveals the uh, all-electric um, Ford uh, F100. Uh, all-electric that was using the, the Ford Illuminator motors. And then I think the interior was designed based and and using all of the Mustang Mach-E interior. So it had all of the user interface and, and touch. We've got several videos where you get a full look at that truck uh, mm -hmm. on our channel. Right. One was at SEMA, one was at PRI. Jay actually got to get in it at PRI. Yes, yes, absolutely. So now this comes from um, a comment that left by uh, Ed Nolan. He says, it's nice they are doing this. However, if there's no way to mount it in my classic car, the typical home garage DIYer like myself doesn't have the skills and tools to custom design mounting systems. Okay. Before we go any further, can you please bring up the Boomhauer click, click, click thing? You mean this you one? That one? Yeah. yeah. You mean this one right here? Yeah, yeah. man. I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man. You just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom. You got that naked chicks on there, man. You go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, what Boomhauer was saying there is that, um, Ed, you bring up a valid point. First of all, I don't know what you're your classic car is. Um, but as with any customization, I think the word customization kind of, you know, might ring to the, to the, there might need to be some sort of modifications done. And well, yes, you may not have the ability to do it at home. There's some assumed knowledge there too. Let's not right. go past that. If let, let's just pick a random car here. Let's say he's got a 57 Packard. Chevy. Oh, you want to yeah, go okay. Packard? Okay. Let's go we'll Packard. Go, yeah. Okay. So, um, you're not going to find probably if you have to replace the engine, because that's what we're talking about here, right? Is engine replacement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not valve adjustments, not a timing belt, not oil pan, not manifold, full engine replacement. Con conversion. This okay. Is, if it's electric, yep. yeah, a conversion. Yep. 
you're not going to find the original, probably the original Packard engine to go back in there. And even if you could, you probably wouldn't do it because by today's standards, it's a dog. It's right. way underpowered. You would put a crate engine in it to get all the benefits that modern technology affords you. Even an internal combustion engine, the modern engine would be the way to go. Why would you spend that much time and effort and money to go put the original? I mean, people are doing it with DeLoreans from the 80s all the time. You don't put back the original engine that was in them. You put something no. better in it, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Old Corvettes, old Camaros, no different, right? So right. this assumed knowledge that like you're just going to be able to walk into like what AutoZone and buy a crate motor and it's just going to drop right into the, you know, Packard. Right. Yeah. bullshit man <laughs> <There's> no... <laughs> right absolutely no and that's way. the point i'm trying to make here is that and and I, you know giving ed the benefit of the doubt that he's not conceiving in his mind that it's possible and but what he's saying is that well i'm i just can't not the average diy i can't just customize this well that's true for any right modification that's why there are custom shops around that will do it for you so that's my point. Yeah. Go to the internet, man. Uh, listen to Boomhauer's advice and just click all <laughs> click, over click, the click, place. Click, click. Yeah. Right. Because that's what you're going to have to do. We continue to get these questions on the video that we shot for uh, Wayne uh, Bickley, who had the converted Corvette with one of these in it. And um, uh, people want to know, well, how did he do it? How many of this? You didn't talk about Well, of course not. I was interviewing him, not the car. You know, we were just kind of giving the the premise of the story, which was the reason why he converted it was not because he wanted to. Yeah. It's because he got tired of failing emissions in California, so he converted over to an all-electric vehicle. Well, so, and just to be clear here, Wayne, I don't know his technical skills, but I know that he didn't own a machine shop or an engine no. rebuilder shop. He did it on his own. He, he did it at home. Just, he took out he took out the uh the uh the internal combustion engine out of it and then just started adding what he needed to make this thing work and it, and it works so uh so ed our suggestion is this is to go to google and just google away my friend if you want to know how to get this done or if you want to find people locally that can do it for you i will guarantee you you will find somebody that is doing this near you I, yeah um, diyers don't replace any engine no that's just not not, not you know not i mean you can. you can you can yeah if you know what you're doing yeah this most is most of the time not yeah. without help this is not a, a you know 70 model chevelle where you're just dropping in a small block chevrolet which is pretty easy which you could do in your backyard with a you know with a come along uh, strapped across a branch of a tree back there you could do that back then but this this day and time it's a different story with modern engines and emission controls and stuff. There's a lot more to it than, than that. So, yes, the average DIYer. I just had I, this I get graphic that. image of, like, some dude uh, literally with an engine hanging off a tree. tree but it happens, man. I yeah, mean, we've all seen stuff like that done in our childhood. Hey, it's Yeah. Our good friend Boomhauer, he's done it. I've seen it. Well, I've seen it. Here. Tell you yeah, what well, you do you just take them dang old spark plugs out in that little hole? You just put a little oil around there, just like Bobby Hunter says, it's like it go boom, boom, just like that. <laughs> just like that. That's perfect fitting. So, thank you, Ed, for that. It was a good question, a good comment. I get it, but no fears, my friend. There are people out there that can help you out, and you reach out to us again. And if 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 you tell us where you're at, 
uh, maybe we can refer you to somebody in your area. We'll do the research for you. So, so there you go. Be, be happy to help you out, my friend. So there you go. That, that, my friends, is the conclusion of our mailbag. Always fun to have you on board. Please keep leaving your comments so you will end up in the bag. That's nice, Jay. <laughs> I love it. Hoo-wee. Well, who's that? That's a uh, well, doggies. That's uh, Andy Griffith. Yeah. There you go. So, Barn, um, what are we doing next? We let's we have some really good news topics. We may not be able to get to all of them, but I <laughs> our main stories of the day. Just pick um, something. You go. Nicola. Okay. Nicola is still around, Keith. Yep. Let's talk about Nicola. I didn't see this one coming, and. Um, I, this is, this is, I think it's good for everybody. So, surprise, Nicola, like that Nicola with, you know, Trevor Milton doing the whole like thing, rolling down the hill and saying that they had a working prototype and (laughs) and finding out later. And then him being like, you know, displaced from the company and then the GM partnership which got really hairy for a while and the Badger pickup truck that I don't know even what ended up with that I don't know what happened with that all I see right now on their site is um I looked at uh a couple of their big big rigs yeah That's so it. I'd kind of written them off and just out of nowhere it would almost appear they they have not been idle uh no pun no. intended they are they have started production on their big rig um and they are going to well at this rate based on what elon musk told us about tesla last month nikola has beat beaten beaten beat or beaten 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 tesla to production of a big rig right a battery electric vehicle yep so they're doing this in um in Coolidge, Arizona, I guess, yes. right? Yeah, Ari- uh, yes. And in um, fact, the, the governor was part of the announcement that they made that they were going to production. 160,000 um, square foot expansion. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to open more in the factory. That's a good sign. In 2023, they're going to expand the factory even more. Um, and they're making trucks. So, yeah, they are. So new CEO Mark Russell said it at, at an event. Um, where they revealed that they were going to production. He says they have been in uh, pre-revenue startup for years where everything we spent, uh, we had to raise from investors. Today marks the day when we transition to customer deliveries. We have trucks that we can deliver to customers and get paid for. Uh, we're now going to uh, be a revenue-producing company and will be forever, is what the new CEO says. I mean, this is rising out of the ashes. It was straight-up chaos I, I literally, Jay, I did not think mm-hmm. they were going to, I just, I didn't think they would make it. Right. So this is the tray, uh, the Nikola tray, T-R-E, mm-hmm. is what the, the the badged name will be. They have two versions of this. They have a, a all battery electric, which is, this is the one that we're talking about. But they also have a hydrogen uh, fuel cell version of this as well mm-hmm. that they work on that have, hasn't really, um, they haven't gone forward where they're moving forward with it but they're not in the market with it yet and it's very similar that's very similar to what the hyundai exient uh is which we also did a video on that it's been around a while uh, september last of, year yeah september of 21 we did a video yeah. on the hyundai hydrogen wave uh that that was coming 
um, which was uh, the Exient. Um, so Nikola is in this market, and it and it they're coming at a good time. I really do think that this is what that sector of the industry needs, specifically when you're dealing with um, uh, over-the-road type vehicles, uh, freighters. Um, a lot of these, for the most part, though, guys, are going to be like local um, uh, type transit type uh, vehicles, say port type vehicles that will be able to, uh, un- uh, you know, sit out there forever. They won't be idling. So it's that whole new addition of a greener port side, if you will. Seattle's adapted it. Uh, even the um, uh, the the boats, the, the ships, the vessels that come in, they can shut their diesel engines down um, and they're gonna they can plug them in and keep them keep them charged. They're, everybody is working towards that greener port side. And this is part of that. Now, let's go back to hydrogen for a second. Yes. Okay. This I'm gonna I'm gonna say this guy, Mark Russell, who is the current mm-hmm. CEO of Nikola, uh, is a he I think we're gonna be talking more about him. I do believe because so because well. I don't think you pull something like this off if you aren't worth your salt. Like this guy is 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 playing on the same level as a Bezos, as a possibly an Elon Musk. I mean, wow, this guy. So he comes from the steel industry, um, and he is a big believer in hydrogen fuel cells. He is going to push Nikola toward that. Um, he is also because their stock, uh, Nikola's stock just took off. He is now a billionaire, you know, made that announcement yeah. and bam. Right. And, and right. that was penny stock, uh, you know, a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in, uh, the current role, I think since, uh, 2019 mm-hmm. and he, he's older. He was 56 back then. Um, yeah. But uh, he is apparently a he's driven and he I think he has a law degree or at some point in his history, he was a lawyer. So this guy is he's got that drive. He's got that motor. Yes, he Um, does. And I think I think this is not going to be this is what they needed, man. This is maybe the only way they were going to make it through. He realizes that that's the only way that through this um, uh, you got to start making money and they've made some changes. Um, I think he says, um, um, along with making battery power, uh, the battery powered trays in Arizona, Nikola will also make the truck for European customers starting next year at a production line. Uh, it's set up at an Iveco plant in Ulm, Germany, which mm-hmm. completely makes sense because Iveco, I think, is actually helping them on the chassis here um, uh, to some degree, or, or maybe their cabs. I can't remember what that was, but it says um, uh, that is a complete reverse of what Nicholas' plan was a year ago. They originally thought they might start exporting out of Germany first into the U.S., but as things evolved, um, they don't think they have they, they will have to do that. Uh, you don't make money by moving things across the oceans. So there you go. That that attestment to him and your point taken there is that he's got his he's got his um, finger on the pulse of how to. Um, how to attract customers in and how to get bang bang for buck and and he is absolutely right if you can build and export rather than build and import uh you're going to make a lot more money 
Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, and he is, he is, again, with that hydrogen appealing to a global market. We'll see, man. But now they're, he is leveraging this company. They have a, a marketable product that mm-hmm. he can then use to help finance the next phase in hydrogen. So we'll right. see. Yeah, we'll see. I think this is a great move on, on their behalf. So good luck to you guys, Nicola, and um, thanks for coming back out of the woodwork. Yeah. So so maybe a fitting partner story here, Jay, to this to this Nikola truck scenario is there is a there is a manufacturer of I'm not gonna do them justice here, but truck axles among other things. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm 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 a little fond. I've I've a certain fondness for these guys. Okay, right. Um, this is really cool. Like this is forward thinking. This is innovative. This is the exemplary of the things that you and I are big fans of that we always talk about. They're pushing the envelope, right? Indeed. Okay. So a, a little known company. I'm I'm. It's called SAF Holland. Uh, they're a global company. They mm-hmm. do have facilities here in the United States. Um. And they're just not the automotive name uh, that that you hear in the headlines every week. They're more into um, heavy load type manufacturing. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they are working on an electric axle now. Oh man, there's so many. Okay, so there's a lot of little cool intricacies to this thing that if if even half of them, if it partially comes to fruition, it's going to be a game right. changer. Right. Yes, it will be. It will be. And this is why we we've talked about the the, the Nikola battery electric vehicle. Yeah. And so pay attention here, folks. Okay. So first of all, now there there there's an environmental aspect to this. You, you know, you may care, you may not care, but I will say this. You know, you, you you can't have your cake and eat it too. So for those of you that are out there posting your memes of the lithium mines, talking about how battery electric vehicles are harming the planet. Um, when someone makes an attempt to be conscious of that, it's, it would be wise of you to embrace that so that we, we basically take a step in the right direction from a sustainability standpoint. So good point. They're saying, um, that these axles are rare earth free. Okay. So, um, what that means in layman's terms that I understood, correct me here, Jay, is they're not doing as much damage to the planet by mining that you would uh, from something that isn't rare earth free, right? Absolutely correct. That is absolutely one hundred percent correct. They they're conscious of the environment in building this next um, generation uh, trailer, with in mind that that is the direction that the industry is moving. Yeah. To battery electric, you know, with with. The the Tesla semi, yeah, the the Nikola uh, Nikola Trey, all these this fits right into the pocket of yeah, those but they guys. didn't stop there. They didn't say like, well, we're just gonna do you know uh, a, an electric axle that will work with these battery electric trucks. They said, well, right. wh- what's the whole reason behind this? Let's think another couple mm-hmm. steps down the road and mm-hmm. let's let's build it to reflect those needs too. So this, so the sustainability thing, if I can get that word out, is is a cool part of it. Now this is called their, it's a concept right now. It's called the Tracker, T R A K R. Okay, I think I'm saying that right. You are um, yes. It has a recuperative aspect to it. So if you think about a Tesla, 
There's different levels of regenerative mode that you can turn on. Basically, the the higher you set that, the more like assisted braking it does. You can feel it. Like it it, it slows mm-hmm. you down faster and mm-hmm. it recovers energy through the axles. So they're putting that on this as well. And here's where that gets really interesting because they're envisioning this being used in like refrigeration trucks and things that need power. Okay. Well, to prevent pulling that power off of the actual truck itself, meaning, you know, that those trucks are probably going to be battery powered. They're building a generator system and a recovery system in the trailer so it can at least partially sustain itself. Right. Which is very similar to some of the things that Airstream has done. They're working on their Airstream yep. EV trailers and then also Living Vehicles Pro EV. We did a video on both of those guys, um, both of them in 2021. The Airstream EV trailer was in March of 2021, and then the Living Vehicles Pro EV was in um, October of 21. So go check those out over on our YouTube.com uh, forward slash Parse County Gurus for those videos. So this is where this all kind of plays in. So the, the, the refrigerated units, for those of you... You want to know how important this is specifically for that is refrigeration is key to success and obviously refrigerated goods, keeping goods cold. Groceries. How do you do that? You have to you have to have a constantly running beer refrigeration. I mean, let's yes. just get right to the heart <laughs> the of the matter here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Bert. Uh, Bert carried a carried some beer across country. Oh, right. Didn't he? Say, I told you so. There you go. Right. There you go. Coors, so, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So. Uh, these these reefer units, they are small diesel engines. Um, yeah, most of a, them, it's if, a generator. Yeah, right. If you go if you go look at a refrigerated truck right now on the front of that trailer, or refrigerated trailer, I should say. If you look on the front of that trailer, you'll see mounted yeah. on the very top side of that, you'll see the words Thermo King. And Thermo it's a King rectangular. Is, it is yeah. a re- right. They are a. It's a very small diesel. Uh, generator that just continuously runs. Yeah. Continuously runs. So this in itself, for the environment's sake, this is a huge step in the right direction, eliminating some of that and stuff. And it's quieter. It's right? much quieter. So can you um, imagine hey, speaking of quieter, can you imagine being a truck driver that you have to go sleep? Right? And then you don't have this thing just like oh running, running, running. What are you going to do? Get... Like, like I, that's what I love about our RV is when I'm running the generator, it kind of that white noise, man. It's, that white noise, yeah. yeah. So, so this might that might actually drive some people crazy. Unless, yeah. they, of course, there's an app for that. So there you go. Yeah. White so now they're part. This is a partnership. The generator portion is uh, being done by a company called AEM, which I think stands for Advanced Electric Machines. That's correct. And let's see, they're, they've this product that we're talking about that's basically the electric generator is AEM's HDS MR150. Um, so they're, they're figuring out a way to make these things work together. Basically, the truck axles are going to transfer power to a temporary battery, probably lithium, and right. then it will store that battery... And the, and the generator itself will either pull patter, power off of that or put power back on it. Yes. All for the intent of refrigeration or if, you know, I mean, it's not right. limited to just refrigeration, but that's a good application. I would have loved to have been in the meeting when um, SAF approached AEM because Keith and I, that, there had to be some excitement in the room. 
because these guys, um, they were founded in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, they established a multi-disciplinary uh, team with world-class expertise in design and manufacture. Um, the CEO's name is uh, James Widmer, and CTO is uh, Andy Steven. Their vision is to design and build the world's most sustainable electric motors for the global automotive and transport industries to ensure sustainable, efficient, and cost-effective solutions. Holy they cow, pull see. this off. They're yeah. a, a, a leader in the in the in the transportation business. Absolutely. Right? That that is why I said if I'm if I am in that meeting for the next decade. I, yeah, I would be like, this is huge. Yeah, because this is the direction we're going. But most importantly here is that SAF Holland had the the mind to realize we need to go to somebody who specializes in this to partner with them, and that is again what some of your auto manufacturers have done with some of their onboard technology instead of them going them trying to create it they're okay. going to go har- harness the uh the the technology from someone who's already uh developing this so, stuff so it makes sense I, i'm gonna i'm gonna I'll, I'll say this in closing on this subject um i think the thing that you're not saying that we both recognize is there is a certain mindset right now in the automotive industry that hates evs Yes. And they are willing to, they just want them to go away. And they think they're stupid and they think that it's a bunch of hype. And they, they may be right. I don't, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know that they're necessarily greener, okay? When you consider what are you going to do with the batteries? What are you going to do? You know, where does your electricity come from? All those things. I don't know. I'm not an expert on all that. But here's what I do know. They're not going away. It's been mandated in a lot of countries and in a lot of states here in the United States that we are going in that direction. The automotive manufacturers themselves have said we will be all electric by, in GM's case, it was what, 2030 or 2035? 2035, yeah. So this is not something that you can argue away at this point. It is the equivalent of sticking your head back in the sand. And 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 I just think that's a mistake. And we see a lot of that, you know, we see that in groups where they just basically they're threatened. I get it. Their industry is threatened, but you have to adapt. If you don't adapt, you're going to die. And Absolutely. what they have done here is looked at the, they've looked at the landscape and they've said, how do we stay relevant for the next 10 years? And this is one of those potential it. opportunities that they have found. This is it. I, I hats off to these guys for doing this. Um, then next thing you know, there's going to be people coming out of the woodwork. They're going to start their. St- there'll be more startup companies that are doing the same thing. People talk about this st- stealing your jobs. That's not happening. Jobs are not getting stolen. Jobs are getting created. It's people being innovative and changing with the times. You have to do that to be relevant, and this is the finest example of that. And so hats off to these yeah. guys, no doubt And you it. guys so. at Holland, look, hey, when you get more information, if you want to do some sort of a, yeah, we'll, we're, we're happy to put you on, and we can talk on. in detail when you can share more information because this is fascinating. And I think it is uh, fascinating. So. we're not the only two people here that think that. Absolutely. So good luck with that, guys. Wow. Um do we have time for one more, or do we let's need to do wrap it, it up? Yep, okay. I know what you, I know. Right. I know what it is. Let's uh, let's get let's to just, it, man. Let's let's get on it, um, guys. Welcome into the yes, there is a Ford F one hundred and fifty Lightning coming. 
Wow. Um, there was a recent open house um, at Blue Oval City, uh, which was up in somewhere up in Michigan. Um, yeah, it's their uh, it's that historic plant uh, that I can't think of right now, but it's the one that they just renovated and uh, yeah, it's the it's the Rouge complex. Rouge. There you go. In, yeah. in, uh, in Michigan, they call it the Electric Vehicle Center, um, not the Blue Oval Center. The Blue Oval Center is going to be the one in Tennessee. That's right. the big one. We're yeah, going to yeah. be yeah. Uh, pumping out more of these babies. But um, uh, during a kind of an open house event that we spoke of on the last podcast that occurred. Um, uh, CEO Jim Farley made a huge announcement and basically said that um, uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning has now moved into full production. Okay. So to, so for to, those my, of son, you, to yes. my son, real quick, check your email. <laughs> All right. So for those of you keeping score, okay, um, Nicola was first. Or no, not Nicola, sorry. Uh, Lordstown? No, sorry, sorry. Oh, wait a minute. No, wasn't wasn't those guys? Um, <laughs> oh man, I can't believe Tes- I just did that. Tesla? No, no, oh, oh, no. Jesus. It was Rivian. Oh, oh it was Rivian. 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 That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now Ford. In, we're talking production here. Going yes. into production, Ford Full will be production. second right. of the big manufacturers. I'm not talking about the like five off, ten off, right? Right. Consumer truck, battery electric vehicle. Absolutely. This is it. Is GM going to get number three? When are they going into production? I Well, the Hummer EV is already in. But the, uh, ah, not, see, that's such not a gray full, area, though. No, you, they're, it's they're not, not a truck. Full, right. They're, they're kind of pre-production vehicles that are going on. Yeah. They're not in full production yet. They've got some plant modifications to make. They're going to need to increase some capacities and stuff like that. But I do think that 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 they will be next. I don't think Tesla's going to be before GM. I think this is how it's going to roll down. Rivian was first. Ford is is now in, is has now gone into production, mm-hmm. and I do think that GM will be next. Albeit it won't be as it like next month maybe, but it, it's coming. Yeah. Um, but then I do believe that uh, I, I think you'll see Tesla uh, moving into the into the picture here. So here's in, the real question: Who's going to is, is Tesla going to beat Stellantis? Right. Ooh, that is a good question. Who's because gonna, you know that's yeah. another one because they. Uh, Stellantis announced that that Ram EV as well. Right. I mean, here's the thing. As much as we love some of the things that Elon Musk did, he started this whole thing, right? Yes, he did. He and did. This is, again, he's, he's bookending a- himself here by being yes. the first guy to announce a truck and the last guy to show up with one that you can buy. So I hope that he's isn't out, the case. He's out there saying, ah, man, these, these guys, we got he's, enough electric pickup trucks. I'll just take my time, refine it. I'm just going to go buy Twitter. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what he's doing, you know. Yeah. He's making money elsewhere, but I think this is a huge development for Ford, um, especially the black eye that they have because of uh, the, the Bronco debacles that occurred. And again, not all that stuff was on them. They had supplier chain issues and still continue to have it. Now they're having engine um, failure issues with they the 2.7. They seem to be more, yeah. more prevalent than we originally thought. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, it is. So keep your eye on on recalls on that. But here's the bigger news out of this whole thing. While Ford is going to full production or has gone full production on the Ford F-150 all-electric Lightning, yep. um, we mentioned to you in our last podcast in a recent video that we released on our, like, like last end of April, we put it out. 
It was a patent for a tank turn mode of some sort that Keith and I were scratching our heads just thinking, well, I don't think that it's going to be for potentially specifically for the F-150 Lightning. Maybe, but but it's an F-150 Lightning. What What is it? Would, would there be a new model coming out or something? I mentioned there could be like an FX4 off-road version of the F-150 Lightning. But CEO Jim Farley just announced that there will be another full-size Ford all-electric pickup truck coming. Um, and it's a big deal. We don't have any other details other than it will be a full-size model. All right, so let's speculate for just a minute. So, uh, And he did say, if I'm not mistaken, that the second one is going to be made at that Blue Oval Complex in Tennessee, That is right? correct. Okay. Yes, yes. <sighs> Man, dare I be a smartass here and say people are losing their jobs over these electric vehicles? <laughs> right. Look, how can they be? Look, I mean, look, they're they're forecasting the production target for them. Their target is 600,000 battery electric vehicles per year globally by the end of 2023. Somebody's making those things. Okay. All right. Kidding aside, this is what we know. Welcome your comments. If you're watching this on the YouTube side, let us know what you think. Uh, Might be worthy of a revisit soon. So I'm going to give you the specifics from the horse's mouth. This is what Farley himself has told us. It will be a pickup. To me, that means the truck with the bed. Okay? Correct. So technically, and I, I'm a little bit of a purist on this. You haters are going to call me out. I don't consider the Hummer EV a pickup. GM no. kind of tried to position it as one to say we've got an electric pickup too. It's really not. It's a great, It looks a- amazing. I don't have anything against it. I just don't want to put it in a truck class. We their Silverado well. EV. Yeah. Their Silverado EV is the truck. Go, you want to go look at how big that Hummer EV is? Go, we did a video on with it, right? In, in, From SEMA, right there, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, so he says it's going to be a pickup. Okay, well, they already have a pickup. They have a, a F one fifty, that's very capable. What possibly, what possible reason would they have? Could they have for wanting another pickup in it, like another vehicle in that same category in that same class? Well, he said it's going to be a brand new platform, mm-hmm. so it's it's not going to be like a like an F one fifty Lightning with like a you know suburban shell on it or something like that. Exactly. It's going to be a new platform, exactly. right? It'll be a mm-hmm. full size. Pl- so those of you that went, oh, well, he's just going to do a mini version, right? Like he's just going to do like a Maverick EV. Nope, he says it's going to be full size, full size platform. To me, that means F one fifty or bigger, right? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of lean you down. But Can then the last one, last one threw me off. He said incredibly high volume. I mean, there's not that, they don't make that many Raptors, do they? I mean. No, they don't. But it, what it could be is a fleet vehicle of some sort. Oh, okay. You know? I mean, this could be a, a vehicle specifically for fleets. Um, maybe they have a contract that they haven't revealed yet with, say, some sort of government agency of some sort or municipalities. The postal service. Postal service? <laughs> dun, maybe. dun, dun. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. so, but who knows? I mean, this is a great move on their behalf to kind of reveal that to keep you interested. But the fact that they have a patent for a tank turn. Yeah, but you don't also, use tank turn in in fleet vehicles, right? Nope. You don't, but I do believe that an off-road vehicle version of 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 some sort is is what's going to be coming because you had the Hummer. You got the you see what it's see yeah. what it's designed for. You have the Rivian where they focus solely on off-road stuff. 
right? They they, they have the camp kitchen in, in that. All yeah. all that stuff. They got the tank turn on that, which isn't working yet. They have it, it's still to come. I just think that that's what it's going to be. I could be wrong. It's either going to be that something big like an FX4 style package, or it's going to be construction fleet type vehicles with some built in technology, um, which we said um, could could be coming uh, or would be coming especially with some of the hybrid uh, vehicles, the hybrid F-150s that they, they've got out there mm-hmm. with those packages. Um, yeah, this is exciting for Ford, okay. man. So let's, what do you think? Let's take this a step further, okay? okay. Uh, let's let's pursue your the off-road variant, right? It's like So yes. in the spirit of a Rivian, or mm-hmm. not that you can't do that with an F-150 Lightning, but I, I think we're talking about a purpose-built, overland vehicle more like a bronco but an electric right yes and maybe it has elements of what the bronco has but it has a pickup bed in the back okay right what do we call it this is what we do here everybody like we come up with these crazy i I, one day we're going to do a coffee table book on all the so the ford raptor the ford raptor right is is the is there now gasoline version of an off-road you know extreme off-road ford vehicle truck right 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 let's call it the e-rex the e-rex i like it i like it yeah okay yeah the ford e-rex e-rex would be good um it can't be like e-raptor that's where you know it's that's kind of a cop-out right yeah yeah um i was going down the road and it's probably because of the gm stuff we were doing last week of like Mm -hmm. You know, you've got the illuminator crate motor, so I'm thinking light, right? Like light, mm, like visual. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, so what in nature occurs? Because Ford likes like animals, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mustang being you know Cobra, right? Like just all you know. I mean sure. Bronco, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, then I'm like, you know, what in nature occurs that has luminescence? Hmm. And I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to work this angle. I'm thinking Firefly. I'm thinking, you know, yeah, Firefly? but the Firefly, Firefly's already been done. I think that was like a Pontiac, uh, small like Sunbird Firefly back in the '80s, a terrible vehicle, man. So I, okay. I don't think they can take right. Fire. It I mean, they, they might. I, I don't know. But I, I'm thinking, how about Galaxy? Ooh, ooh, because they've already. I was my first vehicle was a Galaxy. Now you know one of the uh, three security questions in my bank account, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Remind oh man! Me that to, thing was a yeah. 1970 like giant gunboat in yeah. turd brown. Yeah, yeah. Galaxy. Well, why not? Right? They did it with the Maverick. That was a car in a previous generation, and they turned it into a truck. Galaxy. Galaxy. Huh. Hmm. All right. There you go, everybody. Yeah. It, yeah. Have fun with that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. There you Ooh. go. Okay, man. Wow. What a what a great action-packed full of information show we've had today um thank you guys for for entertaining us um we're glad to entertain you uh thank you for subscribing to this channel if you're not subscribed please subscribe make sure you tell people to subscribe go to parsecountaguru.com find all the podcast links Uh, make sure you remember too that you can help us out a little bit by doing a little shopping through amazon on our homepage of our website at parsecountaguru.com, you'll see a Amazon icon up there. Just if you're ready to shop and buy something, just hit that. It takes you right over 
and you just sign right into your account. We don't know anything about all of that. It's just a hand-holding situation where we lead you into the front door of Amazon, and whatever you purchase, as long as you put it in your your uh, shopping cart and buy it within 24 hours, I think Keith and I get a little bit of love for that, and every little bit helps, so appreciate that. If you've done that in the past, thank you so much. Continue to do it. Um, any video segment, like we said, that, that may come from this will be over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash guru. Make sure you're subscribed. If not, get subscribed and ring that bell for notifications. Um, also, we're over on social medias at uh, facebook.com forward slash gurus. We're at instagram.com, which is uh, the parts kind of gurus. We're on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is at the counter show. And we got a few little fun things coming around called Audio Burst that we're going to be uh, dropping a little uh, little segments here and there just so you guys can get a little taster of what might be coming down the pike or from this particular show. And if you like that, it might interest you enough to clicking and watching or listening to the whole thing. So thanks very much for all of that. Keith, man, it's always good to be with you on the show. I love every minute of it. My therapy session is now over. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking forward to, uh, to to making something out of myself for the remainder of the week. Uh, so um, before we get on with that, I've got one from FDR. Now, um, if you if you're not sure if you need something inspirational, Jay, dead presidents are typically a good place to look. Uh, much. <laughs> for many reasons and that money right like what he's on yes. what the dime though so that's not as I, you I know th- i think so yeah it's yeah. not it's not the huge payoff that you would like you know get off of a you know <laughs> right yeah anyway the other I roosevelt yeah. i guess right yeah, other, well, te- yeah. teddy roosevelt's on something too right isn't he on like uh, a, he's like a 50 or something 50. Isn't he? yeah yeah I think wow so. he got the fdr got the raw end of the deal getting the 10 cent man okay so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. no, I think you would. Well, I don't know though. You're more now. Now I've wandered off, off down a rabbit hole. But uh, do you want to be on a higher denomination if you have your choice, or do you want to be on one that's more frequently seen? I want one that's on. I don't necessarily need a higher denomination. I want to be on one that's been seen. Yeah, like a like a dollar bill or you know a ten. Yeah, I mean 20. George Washington, man. He's 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 yeah. I mean the 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 founder of our yeah. You know, you know what I mean? So there you go. Number one for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Ulysses S. Grant, by the way, is, is the is, 50. Uh, okay. Is the 50. Yeah. Ben Ben Franklin, obviously, is on, Not on the 100. Not a president on the 100. Thomas yep. Jefferson on the $2 bill. Abraham Lincoln on the 5. We knew that. Alexander Hamilton. And the penny. So Lincoln 10. got both. Yeah. Penny on. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. President Jefferson. Roosevelt is on the dime, like you said. Yeah. Uh, JFK on the half dollar. Um, yeah. Sacagawea on and her infant son, John the Baptist. Uh, on the dollar, the dollar coin. There you go. Dollar There's coin. Yeah, little, knew that. All lesson. right. So FDR, Mister Tencent, said it's not sufficient just to want. You've got to act. Ask yourself. I almost said, ask yourself. You let me. <laughs> let me. <laughs> now you've. To, okay. All right, everybody. Here we go. It's not sufficient just to want. You've got to ask yourself, what are you going to do to get the things you want? Mm. I know what I'm going to do, Keith. What about you, buddy? Uh, I'm going to dinner. For my pal Jay over there, I'm Keith. We will see you on the next one. Thanks, everybody. Take care.
is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. 